0: Welcome along to another Creatrium podcast and uh, on this edition of the show we're joined by Dr Tania Acheron who is a uh, lecturer in dance at the University of South Wales. So Tania we've met in a couple of uh, meetings kind of um, uh, on on various uh, occasions but I really don't know an awful lot about you so tell us about what you do and what's what's your role here at the University.
1: Great. Um, so I am originally from Puerto Rico in the Caribbean, and um, I joined USW last year in September as um, a full-time member of staff as part of the lecture and dance, but I also do lecturing in the MA in drama mm-hmm. um, and have done different guest lectureships also with theater and, theater and drama and across the university in different functions. I'm originally trained in contemporary dance but uh i'm also a certified dance movement psychotherapist which i wanted to talk oh, about okay <laughs> yes Right. yes um and so i've had a career that has switched from the artistic side uh, creating interdisciplinary projects like i'm doing this weekend we're going to be performing in Avrigaveni, uh, a project called when in rome which i can talk to you about as well in the theater uh, yes, Oh yeah. uh, well, in Dance Blast mm-hmm. uh, in Abergavenny, and then mm-hmm. it'll be in Taliesin uh, the 2nd of October mm-hmm. in Swansea. So that's a project that's uh, multilingual, about home and belonging, so that kind of appeals to the artistic side.
0: So those, those multi-languages be in Spanish, English, and what, Welsh? or? Uh,
1: yes, uh, yeah. we have Spanish, English, Welsh, French, and sometimes we've had um, Hungarian as well.
0: So how do you deal with that for the audience then? Is there subtitles or something? So people don't speak all those languages today.
1: Yes, but it's part... um, This project arose from that need... uh, I had moved through four different countries. Um, I came Puerto Rico to New York where I did my master's Mm -hmm. and then I lived in Buenos Aires for a while uh, doing postgraduate work and uh, private practice as a dance therapist and then went to Scotland for five years uh, to do my PhD and then moved to Wales so from that preoccupation Mm. um, and also the desire to work with different disciplines so uh, we work with a circus uh, artist Uh, usually it's Eric McGill and Yanni Foldy Eric is from Canada and and Yanni is from Hungary and uh, we also work with a Welsh performer. Uh, she's from North Wales and also a former graduate, the first graduating class from the dance, via dance degree, Martha Dunbar. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're combining all these languages and um, also combining forms. So we have spoken word, we have uh, physical theatre, we have movement, we have circus. Um, so it's been a project that we've, I've been working on for three years mm. and we received funding from Arts Council Wales to tour it in Wales and we were in Circumedia in July okay so that appeals kind of to the artistic side and also kind mm. of the Romer side yeah. but it really the the heart of the question is what does home mean to you so
0: so um I, I'm kind of I'll ask you this how did you end up here at the University of South Wales and how did you end up leaving imagine Puerto Rico must be such a beautiful place you know, and he, <laughs> no. you know what, I, what was that move about then
1: I get that a lot mm. uh, it's a really poignant story. My ballet teacher from my whole life uh, said she wrote this grant for um, sports and housing mm-hmm. uh, to introduce dance into a community center mm. and quite a high risk public housing complex in Puerto Rico. And she said, well, I have the job for you. I was quite young. <laughs> I was how, how old were you then? 18? I okay. was 18. Yeah. It was 18 years. Ago, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say how old I am, but um, <laughs> it was <laughs> quite a while ago. Okay. And um, so she she threw me into this situation with 50 kids um, and said, "Teach them dance." And we collaborated with social workers and all these other people. Why
0: Why did she choose you for that then?
1: Well, I I think she kind of I don't know. I think her instinct was that I I I've been really adaptable. I think mm-hmm. most of my life. Um, And I was very, always very interested in this link between uh, personality and movement Mm -hmm. and dance and movement, uh, dance and personality and behavior, really. Um, And that changed my life. So from being working with, with these kids for six months, I decided to do my master's in dance education in NYU. Um, so I explored different options and I thought, okay, I really ultimately wanted to work with kids and that was kind of the way to go. But fate would have it a very different way, of Mm -hmm. course. And the director of the MA, uh, she was a dance woman psychotherapist. They call it dance woman psychotherapy in the UK, but in the US and Europe, they call it dance woman therapy. So I'll use those two terms. Yep. And essentially what she was talking about is that body and mind are connected and um, dance women psychotherapists combine uh, the theory and the practices from psychotherapy and psychology and they join this with movement analysis so understanding how people move and how they connect to their bodies and how we can then work through mental health or we can work through Mm. personal development different ways and integrating these different sides but always intervening from a creative Symbolic, you know, using the metaphor and, and all the powerful tools that we know that dance has and its healing capacities. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated by that. And so I decided to do both at the same time. Right. <laughs> Which is what you kind of do, I think, when you're in your 20s and yeah. and wanted to, uh, you know, conquer the world. And uh, so I ended up doing these two certifications and uh, working with different types of kids, uh, autism, autism, mm-hmm kids in foster care additional Mm -hmm. support needs and then i got called in to train on behavior management and creative behavior management so using these tools from movement and embodied tools and i started to get a bit of a taste about what professional development was in training teachers on self-care and burnout prevention Mm -hmm. and then that started kind of escalating into how do i make more of an impact and that's what guided me first um I wanted to explore something completely new, so I decided to go to Buenos Aires. I had a standing invitation to, uh, there are very few dance women psychotherapists that speak Spanish. I had a standing invitation there. And then, yeah, in, in Argentina was, I call it Life University, it was creativity as it, at its fullest. I tried circus classes, uh, all sorts of different types of stimuli for um to, kind of regain that creativity and mm-hmm. really spark this passion. And then I started working there with adults and doing private practice. And I also got invited to work with um, clients who identify as LGBT And I then led one of the first dance movement therapy groups with this client group. And it's been one of my passions ever
0: since. So let me, let me just stop you on that one then, right? So, cause I mean, I, I don't know anything about this domain. Yeah. I mean it's fascinating and, and, and to you I'm sure you take it you know because it's, it's a big field out there and you know your stuff yeah obviously but I mean I, I, I have never even thought about the, the kind of um, therapeutic and kind of psychological values of, of, of movement yeah. and how you how you begin to understand that so in these in these uh, classes that you were just talking about then the kind of LGBT uh, plus classes what, what, what would be would you have sort of a classic opening kind of session that you would deliver well, how would you approach this, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, DMT works in very different ways. Uh, the elevator speech that I give to people is actually, instead of sitting on a sofa and talking to a therapist, talking mm. about your issues, we combine nonverbal and verbal skills. So we look at, you know, you might want to, it might start with a chat. I'm having this issue, issue, this situation with somebody else. And then we invite, um, so it's different from a class, Mm-hmm. In that I don't teach, you don't teach somebody to dance. Just like your th- psychologist wouldn't tell you, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to yeah, talk about yeah, today. Yeah. They don't dictate your topic, so they didn't tell you what you, mm. you know, solutions or what you want to say. So mm. in that sense, um, and this is only one, I'll, I'll do a little bit of a tangent. This is a, there's an umbrella of arts therapies. Uh, in, in the US they call it creative arts therapists arts therapies and so it's there's drama therapy uh, psychodrama uh, music therapy art therapy movement therapy Um, and there's also expressive arts therapy which is more a combination Mm -hmm. so essentially it's that it's it's inviting people oh how does it feel in your body Um, because everything has repercussions I mean when we get anxious the first the first symbol the first symptom we have is what heartbeat Mm-hmm. accelerating or your stomach is churning or we start shaking there's mm. always a body symptom that comes first and what we're trying to do and what you know now with society we have such a disconnect isn't it we, we interact through phones and through computers Yep. we're getting further and further away from our bodies mm. um, so what we're trying to do is really encourage the body to be listened to to have it be an active agent uh, be an active agent in this conversation and because it'll come, you know, your body will always cry out. It will always say, This hurts. It'll come out in injury, in sickness, um, mm. in different ways. So it's about listening to the body. It's not really about learning to dance or being a better dancer. It's really about using dance as a medium of expression.
0: Okay. Hopefully think, that clears no, it no, out so, a little bit. I, yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I work at the university, obviously, with you. And obviously, we, we I guess you teach in. Do you teach in the dance um, studios here at the university? Yes, but my role here is
1: quite different in
0: a yeah. way. well, Sorry, just to interrupt you. Just on the same topic, I think. Yeah. So are you um, are you a psychotherapist? Are you a, a, a communicator in dance? You know, because you're kind of different things at once, aren't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, That's been quite the challenge, I think, across my professional life, because um, I interact with so many different realms of myself and of my training. And I've always been, I've always, uh, one of my teachers, my mentors always said, Oh, you're a seeker, you know, so I've always wanted to seek answers to different questions. And dance for me has taken so many different uh, Mm. modalities. And usually I'm conditioned by the space. (laughs) <laughs> right In a way yeah. So I think in here Even though uh, oh, We're sitting is, in a radio
0: studio right now So this is a different yeah. space again I suppose
1: Yeah, yeah Space hmm. is actually one of my research areas Has been embodied space And cultural aspects of space But um, Space and role So I am part of the uh, Dance program We are a contemporary dance program we have um our one of our biggest selling points is that we're we operate under a company model and we also have lots of links with the industry so in some ways um this is more the dance education and the artistic sides and the higher education side that is more activated within usw yeah
0: because i mean we have a dance course here so people come here i mean I, i i don't really know what you know much about dance as such yeah. Uh, yeah, as you might guess, I'm out of my age, I'm not a great, I'm not a great dancer, or mover or such. Yeah, but uh, so uh, people that's danced, debatable, that's debatable. Well, uh, <laughs> no, I, well, it, it would be undeniable. if We saw it in action. But um, I mean, in the dance studio, people are dancing all the time when they're students yes. and they're learning about dance. So yes, they don't, I, I, you know, they don't necessarily do. Do they, as a part of that? Do they start to think about? the side of dance that you're talking about, the kind of therapeutic and kind of um, more psychological aspects of it at all? Um, Or not always?
1: Not always. Usually these kinds of interests uh, come through dissertation or several kinds of projects. Mm. Um, There are several students that have shown this interest in mental health. Um, We do some collaborations also with Therapeutic Arts. Um, in, in
0: in in Cardiff in South Wales, yeah yeah yeah, Unis- yeah
1: mm-hmm. we have an upcoming uh, workshop where I get to kind of speak a bit more about dance movement psychotherapy. But the program mm. here is really about contemporary dance and people who are really passionate about choreography. Um, we do, and we, we're always collaborating with new people. And we have a very strong link with National Dance Company of Wales, which is amazing because. Um, as a gift, for example, as a gift for the new, our first graduating class this year. Mm. Um, the National Dance Company of Wales um, loaned us their piece, *Amerta*, which is their repertory, one of their repertory pieces. And it was spectacular. Our, our level six students um, learned it, uh, trained with a choreographer, had a rehearsal director. You know, it was mm. quite an honor to do that. So some of the students at undergraduate level, because um, dance movement psychotherapy is at master's level just Okay, yeah, sure. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't use some of the techniques and some of the skills, oh. and there's some embodied skills that are always there, and they're pervasive. Um, but this program definitely has this more artistic, creative exploration, improvisation, um, people who are really passionate about dance and want to keep dance alive in Wales, which is actually one Of its big, you know, biggest selling points, keeping mm. dance alive in Wales. We do Welsh works as well. We collaborate with so many different departments as well. Uh, so it's been, um, so yeah, so uh, the dance therapy side of me relates more to the research um, stream.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, this is where, where we met um, because all my research has been around that. I've, I've also looked at therapeutic performance and mm. some starting to look at these crossovers. And one of my goals, really, um, is to take one in Rome. There's been some uh, transcriptions. I'm going to do some transcriptions of the Q&As after the show because we did it as part of Refugee Week. And this notion of home, um, especially with the current political situation, this notion of home keeps coming up in so many different places. And Mm. that theme really relates to it. So... Mm. I'm gonna try and venture out to do a little bit more research on that and that artistic process and how it it, it impacts the communities, right? So, um, yeah. So there's like a research space within USW that I hold, and I just had a book chapter come up, uh, come out um, about working with LGBT clients and about collaborative arts therapies practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my life tends to be all these yeah. little pockets. People go, "Oh, how do you do it?" I was like, "Well." Yeah, it's the yeah. present moment and I mean, remaining available.
0: You're, I don't know you that well, but you're, you're, I think you're a fascinating character. And what, what I'm pick up on on you, which you probably you may not even be aware that you do it. I mean, when you talk about body language, like you you do express yourself in a very kind of fluid, almost um, performance type dance thing you know the way you, you the way the, the way you move because it's obviously dance is kind of central to what you're about isn't it yeah. i mean that's your that's your kind of love the body, and, yeah. and that's your passion yeah. and out of, out of that come comes comes um all of this um this other stuff do you do you do practice i guess you do practice as research kind of um material as well do you when you is it you know is it do you use performance with literature to sort of express yourself is that what you do
1: um here you know i've just been here for a year i started last oh. september um the one of the guiding principles with our students is pra- practices research um i in this work uh, this is where I'm coming to. This is where I'm kind of flourishing in because my previous research has been more clinical or has been more around social sciences. My PhD was in a sociology, within a sociology interdisciplinary mm. program mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like yes, I went. And my undergraduate, I mean, if you want to get you know a hybrid, I did my undergraduate in business wow okay Business administration and marketing. Yeah. So I went from marketing Same to education to psychology to yeah. sociology.
0: Well, it's interesting. I mean, I don't that. know what that says about about you as an individual, but it seems to me as you kind of you, 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 even with your doctorate, you know, you've kind of continued to yeah. expand and take yourself into different directions, which yeah. is kind of a, a healthy thing to do. Not many, not not I not many people do that. They probably choose a specialism and that's where they go. Yeah, you obviously yeah. like to to diversify. Tell me a little bit about the summer, because you said to me in, in conversation earlier, really, how was your summer? My, my summer was nice, you know. When I went away on holidays, played a bit <laughs> yeah. of golf, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Um, um, but you did a lot more than that.
1: Yes, um, it has been an amazing summer uh, in so many professional ways. Uh, I, I got invited to, I get invited, I've gotten, I've been invited three times to Norway. To do different types of courses for their new dance movement psychotherapy program.
0: Do they have different term times to us? Or is it yes, year? yes, because
1: mm. this is a, yeah. um, a One-year post-grad certificate okay. so mm. they do kind of weekend works is for people who are kind of trying to add on to their masters and to their profession mm-hmm. and I also got invited to teach in China wow, okay. um, and that's been also an amalgamation of all the work that I've done here in the UK. I've been in the UK eight years mm-hmm. now, and I produced uh, a series of workshops called the Body Hotel, which were essentially for people who didn't feel confident and they said, "Oh, I'm not a mover, I'm not a dancer," right, but were interested. <laughs> I, think I, I get that a lot. I, I, get, I
0: check into the hotel, probably. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah. a hotel, I, I'd be but it's a hotel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a hotel for the body, actually, yeah. and it's a personal development. Uh, workshop series it looks at the senses and ways of connecting and reflecting using embodied forms Uh, and i've had financial analysts i've had uh, i had traditional chinese medicine uh, professionals Mm -hmm. this year and a wide range for people in the 20s people in their 70s and i got to actually premiere it in china uh, through a translator (laughs) translating in cantonese and, and and mandarin and uh, it was an incredible experience. That was sitting alongside of...
0: That was the world premiere sort of thing? Well,
1: no, no, because I've done mm. the body t- hotel. Um, it premiered in, it was Scotland, mm. and then I did it in Cardiff, Dundee. Uh, I, I'm going to do it in Norway next year. So yeah, it's, wow. okay. it's, 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 mm-hmm. it started in its an inception it's, in Buenos it's, Aires. It's hotel
0: chain. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> it's like a friend. Yeah, the new
1: Ritz. Um, yeah. and the highlight, you know, and this was sitting along a tour, the tour for one in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to Bristol, we went to Cardigan, and Clathley. Nice. Yeah, which was great. Clathley um, was part of refugee Re- Refugee Week, um, which is very kind of symbolic for us. And and then we have our. our so, that, so I was sitting alongside of it. And then the cherry on top, because I have to say there's a cherry on top, even though these experiences are incredible, mm. was that I got invited to be the keynote speaker for the first Dance Movement Psychotherapy Conference in Puerto Rico. So I got to go home. You took it home, yeah. USW mm. was a major supporting agent mm-hmm. there, and they allowed me and supported me to to be able to go there and represent kind of an international context. Mm. And establish a precedent for dance therapy in Puerto Rico for the first time.
0: Wow! I mean, what was that like for you? Um, because you said you've been in the UK for eight years, yeah. and you, 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 you've been studying and getting these different uh, qualifications and going off in different territories. So when you left Puerto Rico eight, eight years ago, you were kind of, in some ways, professionally. Eighteen, I suppose, yeah, 18, years, uh, ago. 18 years ago, sorry, yeah. you were professionally and individually a different person. Yeah. And, and then you've gone back with all this stuff to take it back home. Was that kind of a, emotional for you at all? Or
1: yes, Yeah. it, it was really... Um, well, there were several layers to that. Um, I I was one... In 2006, I was the first person who led a dance therapy workshop in Puerto Rico. And it was kind of coming back. It was like full circle. Mm-hmm. But also, I had to do a map of all the places I'd been and all the... Because I've taught in 10 dance therapy centres wow. across Europe and... Mm-hmm. and and going and yeah Asia and South America so um, it was so emotional to see and and to see this chapter the Puerto Rican chapter has fought so hard against mm-hmm. people going I don't know what this is or this is not valid or you know mm-hmm. or all you're doing is dancing about or um, kind of devaluing the the the, the training you know the, there's a lot of training involved and mm-hmm. placement hours and certification so um It was really important that this group of people that i'm part of that and that was able to kind of also give a world context and represent the uk and Mm. then all you know in in a way and represent usw and kind of bringing that all that experience there but i would probably say on a personal note it was amazing to have my mom there actually
0: yeah (laughs) my mom Mm.
1: sat and actually I've been a dance therapist 15 years now, 14 to 15 years now. And
0: first time she'd seen you sort of doing your yeah, thing. She yeah, she used to come to the conferences, mm, but she mm. kind of
1: drops me off and lets mm. me do my thing and she goes tourist, you know, touristing about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she actually did all the exercises, dance therapy exercises, oh, and, and, mm. and said to me, Oh, I actually now really understand what you do and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. And was like, Really making all these amazing connections because. Mm dance tends to be this in the UK is so different from Puerto Rico and because uh, Puerto Rico is part of our is so part of our culture our way of yeah being with other people it's, it's so culturally congruent because it's part of our folklore folklore and um, it, here I think it has so much potential it keeps getting oh you know I don't dance or, 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 or dance or, or dance doesn't get audiences, which I completely disagree. It's mm-hmm. about really the kinds of changes that I've observed in people going, Oh my goodness, I haven't moved like this or I've never connected with with my body this way. And this has been primarily in the UK. So um seeing these little moments and tying these moments together and having my family and coming back into my dance therapy family in 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 my place of birth was clearly one of the highlights you know highlights of
0: my career definitely. I I don't know whether you've heard any of the other kind of creatrium um, podcasts at all but the the first one was with Professor Joseph Sabal. Oh yeah of course. So um, and um, I'm I'm thinking that there's kind of parallels what what, what, the reason I started the series really was I'm just I'm interested in um, creativity and approaches to creativity and of course in Joseph's case he tells he tells stories through song you know yeah. he's a professor of the storytelling centre yeah. how would you sort of um, summarise how you kind of communicate how you use dance as a kind of creative communication tool for what you do could you summarise that or what your kind of uh, rationale for it is
1: yeah um, I think movement and dance is the first way that we interact with the world from when we're born. From babies, yeah. Yeah. You don't get to say, Mommy, I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It <laughs>
1: doesn't happen until mm. much later. So mm-hmm. it's about proximity and warmth and uh, tuning in and synchrony. And we talk about attunement mm-hmm. and um, and this is the way we start relating. And dance, especially here in the UK, mm. has so, you know, it's such the seed for communication and it's a seed for um, establishing a relationship with someone mm-hmm. even when you don't know them we, we you know we don't know each other but now we're in sync we're not you're nodding <laughs> yes and there's yes. already a, yeah. an embodied yeah. reaction and I mm-hmm. think by turning in the le- you know, turning the lens inwards mm. and having uh, and actually acknowledging these forms as crucial ways of, of relating relating in a world where we're kind of getting alienated through technology Uh, I've learned more from dancing with someone (laughs) or just having a movement or how we're positioned together or how they they turn their heads or how they express interest through their body rather than from what people have said and in this international world I also believe that movement and dance transcends any language it is a language in itself and it is an embodied form that that's what we're fighting here you know and yeah. it, we're fighting so that that is an embodied form that is uh legitimate and that it's respected for the value that it really offers the community
0: yeah that's a that's a that's a great uh that's a great answer actually um Term time starts again um, yes. very soon. Um, I mean, by the time this goes out, we'll, we'll, you know, it, it kind of timeless, you know, podcast. But as as we're discussing this, we're 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 sitting in um, a radio studio at the University of South Wales, and next week is Freshers Week when all the new students come, and then yeah. and then we start teaching, etc. Um, it looks to, it appears that you you you' you're heavily research active and you're able to get outside of of, of this space and communicate elsewhere yeah um you've said about the shows you've got coming up uh, in, in the near future have you got any more sort of um, plans over the sort of short to medium term in terms of other kind of uh, events you're going to be speaking at or other research outputs that you're, you're currently working on
1: Right now, I think after this very, very hectic, epic summer. Um, you need a break. I, yes, I do a li- need a little mm. bit of a break. Mm. Uh, I am going to be re- uh, performing actually in Scotland. I'm, I'm up in Scotland. In Edinburgh mid, or? Uh, yeah. Aberdeen. Yeah. Aberdeen, okay. I'm coming back to my, yeah. the first city. Oh, that's that where you were when you were in Scotland? Yeah? Yes, okay. I, that was my first yeah. city. And then I moved to Edinburgh where mm. I was teaching in the dance therapy program over there. Uh, so I'm going back into the first home turf that welcomed us. I'm working working with a music composer. Um, we are doing a shared evening. We did an artistic barter, <laughs> so we're doing a shared evening in Scotland.
0: So do you interpret his music, or does he write to your uh, ideas?
1: That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but yes, in, in very okay. In um, we Works both ways, Ross it? White oh. uh, and I have been working together now. Oh eight years the eight years that I've been in the UK I've worked
0: okay. with him so you met him when you first came uh, yes, to he Scotland
1: was, yeah mm. we came to City Moves which is the dance agency that's hosting us and just hosted us for a residency mm-hmm. and they recommended him and we've been working together ever since he um, works quite interdisciplinarily as well but we co-create this is the important thing there's no the, the music or the movement nobody has protagonism we, we, we're in that kind of dynamic relationship where um, there is not like oh can you create can you create this this piece of work you know this, this music and I'll just dance to it like no it doesn't happen like that so
0: I'm going to come back with a, re- with a stupid response to that not really stupid but you know um, I mean I don't know if you've seen the recent Elton John movie or if you know much about Elton John Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so Elton John, you know, it was kind of fascinating the the way that they they worked, really. That Bernie Taupin wrote wrote these lyrics and Elton John wrote the music. And so there was a kind of a a beautiful synergy where these two things would come together. Yeah. Is there there anything in that in the way you kind of... Yes,
1: yes. I mean, I always give this really random example (laughs) from when in Rome, uh, I I had an initial impulse uh, with Ross... And said I want to recreate you know let's look at we looked at all the forms of travel He sa- sampled luggage and zippers and this all made it into the because our first section is about we're um, actual physical pieces of luggage that we carry and travel around mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I said to him I would love to have to recreate the sounds that the train makes that the air it makes on the train when you're on the train on the windows yeah and it's a transitional scene, we're looking at, uh, so my, my character is the roamer, which is, you know, all of these are based in true stories. You know, we have the roamer, the, um, the stayer, the person that always stays in the same place, tries to get out, but always stays. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Hara Jones talks about that, you know, not wanting to leave North Wales, feeling that responsibility, being Welsh, and that, you know, that, all the responsibility that carries. Um, and we have the person who's been forced out of their um, you know Ross had been evicted from his apartment a long time ago and, and so he was looking at that that position so we have like the roamers the stayers and the leavers and I wanted to look create that and and so we had this random conversation it will sound random to somebody else but for us <laughs> it made sense Yeah. so I was like no 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 not no. and then my movement then ah, okay. we picked up the qualities wow. from what he was experimenting in and then mm. matched you know, my the choreography then started to evolve to match. So it's that kind of interaction that there's mm. no, yeah, he was feeding back palettes and different textures in the movement. Right. I was feeding back, mm. uh, you know, he, he reacts to what he's seen and tries to translate into music. Mm. So we've done, you know, we, we did a workshop actually um, in, in Dumfries once about this, about this little point of translation. Between music and um, and movement, yeah. And I've done it. In the book chapter talks about art and movement, so um, always looking to because we're saying sometimes we have very we're saying the same things, but we say it in very different ways. Yes. Um. So that's kind of an example of it how we of, co-created, mm. and that you know, yeah. And my choreography changes as a result of the music. His music evolves as a result of what he's witnessing. So. So it creates a really beautiful conversation, really.
0: Yeah, I just thinking that I mean, we're coming to the close here, but just kind of thinking you said about about a, uh, kind of dance as a language. You, you've, yes. you've, you've almost got you know a multilingualism we talked about earlier. you yes. you kind of got two different languages there, really, haven't you? Uh, coming definitely. together to communicate, I suppose. Yeah, De-
1: definitely, mm. and truly, really, it's through embodied experience and perceptions and and the senses really that get activated and become quite conducive for creating
0: which is, which is where we want to be and that's a that's a good place to leave it because we're talking about creativity here but uh dr tanya akaron thank you very much for coming in thank you. i hope you uh, enjoy your, your your time with us in wales and yes. may it last for some time thanks thank very much you.